The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. The following program is paid for by Pipe Dream Entertainment. Cheers and welcome into another episode of Implicit Bias. I am your recovering host, Kavan Bordelon, and recovering, what I mean is, recovering from Implicit Birthday Weekend. What really started as one fantastic night turned into a full weekend of the Implicit Bias World Tour of Acadiana, and we'll get to that shortly enough. First, however, Hour 1 of Implicit Bias, brought to you by Piper's Haven. 3916 West Congress, Louisiana's only certified master tobacconist, is waiting just for you. He wants you to visit his 553-square-foot walk-in humidor. He wants to listen to what you like. He wants to recommend something that is exactly what you need. Pipes, pipe tobacco, cigars, accessories. He made the cigars at Implicit Birthday a special offering. Let him do the same for you every single day of the week. Well, well, every day except Sundays because they're closed on Sundays. But you can buy your Sunday cigars on Saturday at Piper's Haven. 3916 West Congress. Tell him your implicit bias sent you. You know, it dawned on us last Thursday at Implicit Birthday just how fortunate, how blessed we are here on the show that roughly 175 of our closest friends descended upon the Grouse Room for a birthday party, a portion of which benefited the Acadiana Veterans Alliance, a portion of which benefited the Evangeline Area Council of Boy Scouts of America. And we'll tell you kind of what those numbers are when we're able to close the books on the event. However, the real takeaway from the event was just how rich everyone involved with this show actually is. But maybe not rich in the way that you think. Now, don't get me wrong. The Implicit Bias crew works hard, which means we play hard. And apparently, so do the people who listen to the show. And working hard, well, it has its benefits. But I'm referencing like a big old Sir Mix-a-Lot butt here. But I don't know that any of us are financially wealthy to make that comment. Satisfied, satiated, yes, but not necessarily comfortable or over-the-top wealthy. In fact, when faced with those who came to what we believe was Acadiana's premier whiskey tasting event, I realized just how poor we, I, am. N- not just me, but, but all of us. We, as in everyone. Believe it or not, we are all poor. And I don't mean like poor, P-O-U-R, not a play on words here. I mean poor, P-O-O-R. See, the Bible tells us that the poor will always be with us. And that statement will always be relative. No matter who you are, unless you're basically like one person on the planet, someone will always have more than you or me. And someone will always have less than you or me. In other words, Warren Buffett would be considered relatively wealthy by our standards, but when compared to Elon Musk, (laughs) Buffett could actually be considered poor. That, however, is the most trite measurement of rich versus poor. So far be it from me to correct the Bible, but I'm of the opinion that another accurate statement would be, the poor will always be us. In other words, you can have billions and still be poor. I've known plenty of people who've had bank accounts with more zeros than an over 40 living at home underwater basket weaving convention, and they are still destitute. They're not destitute of material wealth. They're poor of spirit. In other words, mo' money, mo' problems is an axiom of life. But that premise doesn't just apply to money. See, we're all poor in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's addiction, 
lack of empathy, daddy issues, mommy issues, selfishness, sloth, greed, gluttony, lust. We as humans are just poor beings. And the worst part of that is we're all too often desirous to call out everyone else's poverty while ignoring our own. And this, this may be the worst part. If we would acknowledge our own poverty, we can overcome it. But if all we do is try and point out the poverty of others, that is where entitlement comes from. That is where envy comes from. That is where playing the victim comes from. That is where true unhappiness is bred. So many people are unhappy in the world today. Many live in abject poverty, but many have more than I ever will. Many have more money, bigger houses, nicer cars. What they don't have is inner riches. Those inner riches get accumulated when we realize that it's, you know, it's really not about us. Those inner riches come from love, and love comes from struggle and from sacrifice. So while we told you about Implicit Birthday, that it was a birthday celebration for the show, what it was really about was making sure we give back, and not just to local organizations, but to those of you who listen. The event, we hope, was an opportunity for everyone, the regular whiskey drinkers of Acadiana, Christian, charitable, do-the-right-thing kind of people, got to sample some of the best whiskeys you'll find every day, everywhere. It was a lot of work, don't get me wrong, but it was rewarding. It was sacrificed by everyone involved with this show to ensure the event went off well. It was an opportunity for us to shed some of our own personal poverty, to become rich. We met, we talked, we sipped with you, and we can't thank you enough for making us wealthy. So in that vein, we're going to go ahead and sacrifice some more on behalf of Implicit Bias. We're going to sacrifice by diving in nose first to our weekly whiskey from our partners at New News Markets in Youngsville, Scott, Milton, Maurice. We're going to dive into Old Elk this month. We've got some special offerings. This weekly whiskey, directly from Implicit Birthday, one of the really popular offerings that was there. From our party to yours, stick around for the rest of your ID. Shop at New News, a proud sponsor of Implicit Bias on KPEL. New News is dedicated to providing excellent food, excellent drinks, and excellent service. Known for their specialty meats and superb liquor and beer selection, it's all here. Family run and family oriented, we know our customers by name and strive to deliver a great shopping experience to every customer every time. New News, now open in Youngsville, Milton, Maurice, and Scott. Ever think about firearm safety? Are you new to shooting? Don't know how to get started? Here's Caleb with the Rustic Renegade. I love new shooters because they don't have any bad habits yet. So you get somebody who hasn't been around, it hasn't been around firearms or hasn't done a lot of shooting, we can sit down in a very safe environment where there's no live ammunition, no risk of any residuals, and train them the right way before they actually get on a range and go and do some live Why don't you come in, have a cup of coffee with us? The Rustic Renegade and therusticrenegade.com. Rene Girard, Acadiana Certified Master Tobacconist. He owns Piper's Haven, 3916 West Congress Street. Piper's Haven is home to one of the biggest humidors you're ever going to find. Talk to me about how many cigars you've got. Well, our humidor is 553 square feet. 
And we have probably close to 1,500 different cigars in the humidor. It's an incredible amount of cigars. It's a lot of cigars. <laughs> so if somebody is looking for a mild cigar, maybe something midline, I mean, they've or got... Or a full-bodied cigar. They've got tons of choices oh, in yeah, that we, humidor. We can fix you up. Absolutely, a Piper saving. And you also have Lambergés. Lamberge lamps and scents and all the parts for it. I love it. So it's going to smell good, whether it's cigars or whether it's pipes and pipe tobacco, everything, including the accessories. You've got it at Piper Saving. We got lighters and cutters and bears. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Piper Saving is at 3916 West Congress Street between Gilbo Road and Adrian's. Ask him about the bears. Oh, my. Experience Acadiana's most exclusive steakhouse, Mr. Lester's at Cypress Bayou. Make your reservation today. Space is limited. Back to Cypress Bayou. Take Highway 90 to the Baldwin exit. Welcome back into this week's episode of Implicit Bias. I am your host, Kevon Bordelon. We are brought to you an hour one by Piper Saving, 3916 West Congress. I can almost feel it. Matter of fact, I can actually see it. Because if you hit like Arkansas, I was seeing temps in the 60s this morning. I was seeing cigar porch sitting weather. Go see Renee. You know it's coming. He will take care of you. Make sure you get whatever it is you are looking for, whether it's a cigar, whether it's pipe tobacco, a new pipe. He can take care of everything you need. 3916 West Congress, Louisiana's only certified master tobacconist, Renee Girard. Tell him your implicit bias sent you. So we are sitting here with the crew here this week on Implicit Bias. To my right, Grant Galatis of William S. Nacal Jewelers. Across the table, we have the rustic renegade, Mr. Caleb Morse himself. To my left, Burley Short, Poor Pellerin. And in the corner, Sam Stokes of Better Boot Productions. And as I look around the table here in the Top Secret Podcast Lair, I just can't help but get the feeling they're still recovering from Implicit Birthday. It was a heck of a night at the Grouse Room, which I can't say enough about the setting. And honestly, what brings us our weekly whiskey was some of the offerings that were available really just down there in the general admission area. So, Sam, I'm going to start with you because I hear you might have been the only person who overindulged on cigars. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, I don't smoke cigars too often. And whatever I was smoking, it, uh, it it went to my head. I had to kind of sit down for a little while. We are on radio, so don't go tell people what you were smoking. <laughs> exactly, no, we, yeah. we were not giving that kind of stuff out at Implicit Birthday. No, I had a funny thing happen. I went out to Renee. He was sitting out on the picnic table. I asked him, hey, you have a cigar for me to try? And I didn't realize it, but he was sitting out there with all of his reps. So they were all okay, staring so, immediately, seeing which cigar he was going to pull out of that bag. <laughs> he was on the spot. That's what happened. You put him under the microscope. That is the voice of the Rustic Renegade. So what happened, Sam? Well, one of the reps, before Renee could answer, just pull one out and goes, here, try this. There you go. That, look, there was cigar expertise all over at that event. And what was really cool to see was even though it was a little warm outside, we still had a lot of people outside smoking cigars. So that was absolutely fantastic. So Grant, uh, as we kind of start to wrap up the event, uh, just your, your general thoughts, was it everything you expected? Uh, that and much more, but, but first I can't believe Sam, you approached, uh, Renee, all by yourself, just walked up on the Godfather like that <laughs> with all his minions present. Come I on, I kissed now. the ring first. Oh no, you know? no, no. You're if a, any, you're a if brave, anything, brave man. if anything, Renee is Clemenza. And by the way, that is not an STD. That is a character from the Godfather. Just so you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, the event went above and beyond as usual. It's uh, it's so funny because for three years now we've been doing this, and uh, everybody's just so familiar with each other. So we all walk around. We had our matching T-shirts on. So. 
Uh, well, some of us did. It was just Mr. Morris who decided to wear his Hawaiian shirt. I, I did. Yeah, I tried. You know, I, I put it on and I was prepared and then I changed my mind. Caleb has a brand. <laughs> yes, he does. He does. And, and the Hawaiian shirt is part of his brand. But it was kind of burly short poor Pellerin to wear his implicit bias T-shirt. I did. And I wore it proudly. We appreciate it, that. it fit like a T. I, I mean, to a T. It was perfect. Well, hopefully the T fit like a T. So, it yeah. did. It, it fit perfectly. <laughs> Got lots of compliments on it, actually. Look, you know, we have had a lot of people tell us how much they love the T-shirt. If you want to see what the T-shirts look like, that you can jump to our Facebook page. You can find it there. Or if you'd like to buy one, they're still available. Take a guess where you can get them. How about the Rustic Renegade? 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway. I still get that one right, Caleb? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, uh, I think so. I remember his address better than he does, but that's okay. So let's jump into our weekly whiskey. And let me tell you the story behind this weekly whiskey. From our weekly whiskey partners, New News Markets, Youngsville, Scott, Milton, Maurice. One of the few whiskeys that I did get to taste was this. And I got to taste it because Acadian is gunsmith. Justin Richard came up to me as I happened to be standing in front of the tasting booth and said, dude, you have to try it. Well, it just so happened that Josh Riddle, who was right there, one of our partners from Glazer, said, yeah, this is, this is one of ours. We've gotten great reviews. Justin and Misty absolutely loved it. So I said, okay, we're going to try this. And I had no idea what the profile of this was. And I took a sip. My wife took a sip and we both went, oh, this is really, really good. I said, this is one we have to have on the show because this is one that's just accessible to anyone. It's on the shelf 24-7. You can find it at New News. It's easy to find and I'm really curious to see what we think about it here in the top secret podcast layer. So Burley, let's start with you, Mr. Short pour. Are you on your second pour of this one? I am not. I'm still on the first. So let me give you the, let me give you the proof on this one first. Would you have guessed if I would have told you that this was 110 proof that it came in at 110 proof? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. See, I think it drinks a little smoother than 110. I, I don't. Okay. I was thinking about it, and then I was, I was trying not to look at the bottle a minute ago, but it, I, I had to because it was, it was perplexing me a little bit. But to be clear, you like that kind I, of proof. I do, and that's why I was kind of, I don't know if you saw my face. I was trying to get Caleb to see my face, but he was busy writing. writing. But um, because it, it, it hit me with the proof, then I noticed, okay, it's, it's, not, it's not bad. But there was something that's just aggravating the crap out of me. That you can't. Place and then I looked at the bottle and now I figured it out. It's it's the cask, but okay. So it it is it is finished in multiple yeah, casks, and it, right? And it that's just not my thing. Okay, it's just not my thing. So there was something. It's good, and I like that burn at first. There's definitely some high rye in here. I, I didn't see the. I didn't. I stopped reading, but I don't know if it's on there. But <clears throat> um, I don't know what the mash bill is exactly. But it is a higher rye. Uh, but. Uh, something just eh. okay so what's really interesting to me is this is the old elk cigar cut and this is what i think is really interesting about it i actually get some of the palate of a cigar with this whiskey and i've had cigar cuts before of different whiskeys and i went oh i don't necessarily like that now it was a scotch that did a cigar cut and i was really not a fan this one i get that warmth i get I get that whiskey and I get that little bit of cigar. It's almost like you get two for one. So Grant, you, you know where this might be good, Caleb in a deer stand when it's freezing cold, freezing cold. You don't care what you're drinking. You just want something to warm you from the insides. 
This will do it. Okay, so let's go to Grant, and then we'll go to Caleb. Grant, I'm curious as to what you think about this Old Elk 110 proof, because you're not, you're not the proof hound here in the Top Secret Podcast layer. Well, apparently somebody added an addition to my uh, proof house, just a little, a little side room, because uh, this 110 doesn't bother me. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, I was going to say very good. Sorry, Sam. Uh, I wanted to ask Burley though, uh, what flavors are you pulling out of this? Because when I'm, when I I smelled this for a few minutes before and it smells sweet to me, but when I put it on the tongue, the higher proof hit me before anything, then it, it stayed a little bit, but then went away before I could really pull any of the flavors out. There, there's something that I I get a licorice maybe, and I don't like licorice. All right. And, and that, and that's, I think that's what's sticking to my to my to my tongue to my palate okay. and now, maybe maybe that's what it is and and i looked at it there's port there's cognac and you see and I, i'm not a port I don't, right then and that cognac maybe I, I i don't know maybe that's what it is so interesting that that you get licorice because there are some brands that give me heavy licorice this for my palate doesn't but we are we are eating salty snacks correct so, we are having salty so snacks from and, the snack master at ami grocery down here in downtown lafayette bradley cruz thank you very much bradley and listen on that on that wine tour i did earlier this year um one of the things the sommelier was telling us about was to interchange and 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 have salty snacks with the wine and it was amazing how it changed the profiles of what you were just now drinking and so I'm thinking maybe the salt with this is is countering that a little bit because I'm 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 picking up the sweet and I'm I'm I don't I'm I don't usually pick up sweets. Okay. Could be. Could be. Mr. Morris, I'm curious as to what you think about this. And we're gonna we're gonna let everybody know. I actually asked Caleb, don't read the bottle. Because I know once Caleb gets something in his head about seeing yeah. a finish on it, he, it it's Same. stuck. And I was hopeful that he would just taste it and see where it went. So I'm curious as to what you think of this. And it's a multi-cask finish. I'll yeah. walk you through it. In just I think a it's second. like three or four different finishes. So I will, I will give you the specifics on it once you tell me what you so think. So I about put it. sweet on the nose, but it ends kind of earthy. Like, I, don't it want, does. I don't want to say dirty, but it, like, it has like an earthy, fresh, tilled field smell. To me, it's a heavy tobacco. I, it, yeah. I get tobacco. Maybe that's yeah. And then once I tasted it, I got almond. Uh, like an almond nutty front palate, then a thicker flavor kind of comes at you with light vanilla, leather, and then it's like this, just a gentle mid-palate, then a robust, crisp finish of leather and tobacco. Like, it just works. Um, Wait, 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 that the rustic renegade, Mister, I hate port and cognac and other cask type finishes. I've been I've been swayed. This one works. This one works, and I think Burley's right. Like in a deer stand, sitting there in the cold, watching nature, this would be just phenomenal. I also think on the back porch at night, at, cold yeah, fire outside with any cigar, this would pair well with any. What's it? Any. Any unflavored grown man cigar. <laughs> so it would pair really well. So you mean that cherry cigar that somebody offered me a few days ago? That, that one wouldn't go well yeah, with this? No, oh, no, okay. No, too much sweet. <laughs> this, it just, I haven't had one like this. I, don't, I guess it's the multi, multi finishes that they have on there. 
They kind of cancel each other out, build each other up more than anything else. So let me walk you through what those finishes are. So in an Amagnac cask, this is finished for one and a quarter years. It's then finished in a sherry cask for one and a half years. Then a cognac cask finish for three to six months and a port cask finish for three to eight months. So I'll be honest, I don't know what Amagnac is. It is <laughs> like, it is a different type of liqueur made from fruit, not typically cognac. Okay. And and I to get into the ultimate specifics, we would need the liquor fairy here. <laughs> Big whiskey, Kenny Michael would need to be here. Or, you know, the, the Lord of Liquor would need to, I, I'm I'm yep. sure he knows too. But to give you that, that's your your multi cask finish on this. And I'm like you. Normally I would be like, eh, but this just works. I, I was afraid because look, I, I you told me not to read it, but I was reading it because I can't help myself. And I was like, oh my God. And then when I saw there were all these other ones that were finished and I'm like, look, it's going to be like this weird cornucopia of just flavors that might mix well, but they build each other up and they play off each other really well. You know what it's like? It's like charcuterie from Ami Grocery. I mean, you, you put the ham, the cheese, the Nola bagel chips, all locally sourced from Ami Grocery, you put them all together and they just balance each other out and work. And I'm, I'm with you on this one. I've never been big on anything where they say cigar cut. This, oh my goodness, this to me works. So let's go to Sam in the corner. Let's see what Sam has to say about this one. Yeah, I don't know why you would have to be miserable in a deer stand to enjoy this. This is, <laughs> this is really good stuff. I like whiskeys that take you on a journey. I like whiskeys that tell a story. I think this one is a great example of that. I feel like whenever you first take a sip, there's not a lot there, but it just develops. It, it develops in a really interesting and distinct way. It, it develops in a repeatable way, so you can go back to it. Um, I get that, that smoky oak right up front that goes into like a tobacco and then finishes with like a viscous kind of sweet uh, honey type of thing that just lingers with you in a really nice way. And you're kind of left with that, that sweet honey along with the tobacco. It's really nice, man. I love the tail end on this. I love the roundness of this. I love that the way that it just kind of moves from one flavor profile into the next. Um, I do get, I mean, usually whenever you get something finished in like a, a port or whatever liqueur, there's like a little bite, like a little snap to it. It's there, but it doesn't bother me. I, I'm really liking this one. All right. So Grant, you know, uh, you never really got to finish. What I'm really impressed with is you've never been one who likes stuff that's higher proof, right? And 110 is starting to get there, which I know that sounds crazy that we're saying more than 50% alcohol. Well, you're starting to get there, but that's really starting to push kind of the what we consider the right proof. I mean, on this show, we got a lot of people who like 120, 125, 128, 130, 131. We've done 140 on this show. This man's going to keep counting. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I, think, down, I think 140 is kind of where we've topped out. But Grant, where do you find this? And what do you what do you find that you like so much about this 110 that it sounded like you like? I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, that's, that's correct. Uh, but just listening to Caleb, uh, it kind of made it make sense to me. Is that... He's tried them all before. It wasn't particularly his cup of tea, but for some reason, this one and this combination uh, with these ingredients and aged for that amount of time, it, it just works. It works for him. So he can, he can tolerate this one, even if it is a, a lower proof. For him. <laughs> uh, but when he was saying that, I was, that it kind of made sense to me then it's, it's 110, but, but the way it tastes and the way it's, you know, stays on you. It's, to, it's, it's tolerable for me at a little bit higher proof. And Sam, what I, one thing that I think you called out as well as you, Grant, 
you know, at 110 proof, I normally get that strong, not necessarily strong alcohol, but I mean, when it's blended well, you don't get a, a, a ton of alcohol. But to your point, you usually don't get thin on the front. This, I get thin on the front with this. I hate saying that I actually like something that Sam said, but Sam, Sam said the word takes you on a journey. This is a whiskey I that said as, the word takes you on a journey. You yes, did. I did say that you, word. Well, you said the word journey specifically. And I don't mean like, you know, like the band, like with the little Filipino guy, Arnel Pineda, who's now singing oh, for Steve Perry no, journey. In my head, I'm like, don't stop. Correct. Yeah. Um, I mean, like journey, like you get that thin up front and you're like, I'm looking, I'm looking for something here. And then in the back of the mouth, around the sides of the tongue, you start to get those flavors and you get that that little bit of waft up through the, the nasal cavity. You get a little bit of chest warmth with it. And it every you're like, I need another sip. I just, I need another I, I sip feel, of this. I feel dumb saying this, but it feels like it asks you a question and then it answers the question for you. It's like a, a musical thing where it has a chord that um, is, is discontent and then it resolves itself. Sam, you are a freaking poet, apparently. Because yes, it does. It asks a question and then answers it. Yeah, it's like Walt Whitman and Confucius had a child. <laughs> <laughs> where's the bell ding and, ding 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 and, yes. and i would say confusion for this one because it, it's it's still throwing me off however i am still sipping on it and it's not one of those ones sam like you and i took to the sink uh a no, few months back and, and we've had them on the show where you get it and you're like oh no this has no, got to go no, it's got to go this, this one is doesn't not. this is and it was a great descriptive that you gave about a journey because it is telling a story and it is making you ask questions of the glass. And it's it's interesting. It's not my cup of tea, but it is interesting. It's not something I would turn down. What I like about this is it makes me like something that I normally wouldn't like. There's the bell. Where's the bell? Ding, yeah, ding, yeah ding, well, the ding. bell's over there. Sam's yeah. not doing his job. He's drinking on the job. Because the bell is behind the table, but that's okay. <laughs> there you go, Caleb. You, don't Caleb. break the glass. We know what you. Uh, we know how hard you like to hit things, and we'll or the bell. Thank you, Grant Galatis. All right. So, given that bell, it's time to rate this on the Morse whiskey rating code and give a what would you pay for this old elk? Remember, it's six years. It's finished in multiple casks. Grant Galatis, is it a red? You would drink it only if it was free. Is it a yellow? I'm sorry, is it a red? You would not drink it even if it was free. Is it a yellow? You would only drink it if it was free. Is it a green? You would buy this. Or is it a blue? You would seek this out. I'm going to say green. Green. Okay. What would you pay? 68. 68. Sam Stokes. I'm going to say blue, man. I feel like I've had blues that I haven't enjoyed this much. And it's funny because I see this bottle everywhere. So I'm going to say... uh, so you see the old elk bottle. Yeah. You don't see the cigar cut everywhere, to be fair, just so you know. Oh, well then, yeah, that changes things. Yes, it All does. Right. Yes, yes, it does. All right, well then I'm going to multiply my original price by two uh, and say 110. 110. Oh, Caleb Morse, it looks like somebody took your, looks like he took your mojo, Caleb. He stole he, it, man. Did he steal your mojo? He stole it. <laughs> Damn it, now I got to rethink. I, I'm a blue. I wrote it down beforehand. Like this, this is something where if I saw the label and didn't try it, they'd be like, no, not happening. But it's so good. It is. This is, this is a blue for me all day long. Um, damn it, Sam. 108. 
108 <laughs> for the What Would You Pay I Championship belt chain here in the Top Secret Podcast layer. And look, you have to know the gamesmanship that's going on because the What Would You Pay Championship belt chain from Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Caleb, if you'll hand it to me just so we can hear it. Yeah. If you can hear this and see this, this thing weighs about 600 pounds. <laughs> and like they are fighting, undercutting each other because they're like, I want to win, but I don't want to wear it because we make them wear it. All right. So, Burley, your yes. rating. Red, yellow, green, blue. Green. Green. And okay. So, I'm actually shocked because it, it, that's up from where I thought you would have rated it. And, and here's why I, I'm rating it a green. It's not a blue for me personally. Okay. I, I absolutely uh, understand and can appreciate Caleb's rating of, of a blue and, and, and Sam's. It's a green for me because this would be an interesting addition to my bar to be able to share in those Fair. particular situations where you say, hey man, it's cold outside. Ooh, I got something for that. Let's go sit out by the fire. That's why I would, so I would buy it. Okay. I'd put it on my bar. I wouldn't partake in it regularly myself, I don't think. Although it could kind of grow on me and maybe this I'd second, say it, it, I think it is as, maybe as the second, are starting to be whittled down here in the, the top second, secret podcast. Layer. Maybe the second uh, glass would be a little bit better, but um, it's, it's a definite green for me. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say $86, 86 bucks. Yeah. All right. So we have two greens, two blues. I am the deciding vote here. So this is one where I, I would love to give it a green. I would love to say this is green. This is, this is just something that I would buy. What's unique about this, I think, is what Burley pushes me from a green to a blue. And it's that it's, it's unique. It makes me like something that really I didn't think I was going to like. Like Caleb said, if you would have told me, matter of fact, when I was told before I tried it at Implicit Birthday, it's a cigar cut. I went, oh, I went, uh, we're going to try it. We're going to keep an open mind. And oh my goodness, when I tried it, I went, um, yeah. And when my wife tried it, went, um, she, I think she looked at me and the exact quote was, oh, mama needs this on the bar. I think that was the quote from my wife. Um, so I, I've got to rate this a blue because this is, it is one of those things that when you see, and we've had so many finished whiskeys on this show and they almost always underrate. They just don't do well. This is proof that you can do it well. This could sway me eventually. And again, maybe the second glass would be that. But that's the case because we've never had one. And I tried a couple the other night. Yeah. I, 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 nope, not for me. Those cask finishes just throw me off. There's too many good whiskeys. But this says that you can do it if it's done right. This is probably done as well as uh, we might have seen so far. So officially, it's a blue. And the What Would You Pay championship belt chain will be worn for the rest of the night by Sam Stokes of Better Boot Productions. This is roughly, I've seen it from 129 to 139, right? This is not one of those that you want to drink and guzzle. You want to savor it just like you want to savor more of this week's Implicit Bias. William S. Nicole Jewelry has been serving the Acadiana area for over 40 years now. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding sets, the most extensive in-store selection Acadiana has to offer. Waterford Crystal, Swarovski Crystal, and a complete Pandora Jewelry Shop and Shop right on the showroom floor. In-house jewelry repairs and a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. When you want bigger, better diamonds for less, 
When you want quality merchandise at affordable prices, shop local. Shop William S. Nicole Jewelry, 3802 Johnson Street, Lafayette. Sterling Automotive stands by our mission to provide each customer a transparent and honest vehicle purchase experience. Every vehicle is inspected in our certified service departments. We offer a 48-hour return policy and free delivery up to 250 miles. Stop by any of our three Sterling Premium Select locations today or visit us online at sterlingpremiumusedcars.com to upgrade your vehicle and your experience. How sweet it is. Gambino's Bakery of Lafayette can satisfy all of your bakery needs. Cakes, cookies, pastries, melt-in-your-mouth pedophores, wedding cakes, and of course, the original New Orleans Dough Bears cake. Family-owned and operated, let Gambino's Bakery take care of all your dessert needs for your family gathering, tailgate, holiday, or any special occasion. Visit with the baking professionals in Lafayette. Find what fits your taste. Enjoy the sweet life with Gambino's Bakery of Lafayette, 3802 Johnson Street, Call them at 337-406-9066 or online at Gambinos.com. Nobody likes to drive around in a grimy ride. Clean that car the Cajun way. Zydeco Ride and Shine Car Wash at 320 Willow and Cajun Car Wash at 510 Lafayette Street in Youngsville are there for you. Our facilities provide you with the best automatic car wash in the Acadiana area. Regulars get a bonus. Buy three washes at a location, get the fourth one free. Zydeco Ride and Shine and Cajun Car Wash, keeping Acadiana's rides clean since 2014. Use your implicit bias. Mention implicit bias when you call Luxury Limo and save 20% off of your booking. Don't forget, mention implicit bias and save 20% off your booking with Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Welcome back to this week's episode of Implicit Bias. I am your host, Kevon Bordelon. And we are bringing you weekly whiskeys, solving the problems of the world one weekly whiskey at a time. One of the things that we do also have to tell you about is we, in conjunction with Mr. Lester's Steakhouse down at Cypress Bayou Casino, are giving away a very special bottle of whiskey from Barrel Products. Barrel Gold Label Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey 102 Proof, an MSRP of $439. Find us on Facebook at Implicit Bias Radio. Find our post, share it, follow the podcast. The links are in the post. Follow the page. You will be entered. Catch us Saturday, let's see, third, fourth, fifth, the 12th of August. Saturday, the 12th of August, we're going to do a Facebook Live announcing who wins that very special bottle. All you got to do is go ahead, like our post on our Facebook page, share the post, follow the podcast. Follow the show. You're entered to win. Must be 21 to win, obviously. And you have to go to Mr. Lester Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou Casino to pick it up. Can't thank them enough because, I mean, talk about a heck of a giveaway. I mean, that is an absolutely, I mean, it's right past, you know, it's right past the speed of sound and light speed. It's straight to plaid. Ooh, well done. You know, (laughs) what gets me is like you can give away, you know, a 70, 80, $100 bottle of bourbon, right? This is them giving away that top shelf where they can make it back in a heartbeat because you don't find this everywhere. This is one of those things that, like, like the birthday bourbon that we gave away at the, at the party. Correct. You know, it's one of those things that when you come across it, if you have a chance to win it, it's that much better. And guess what? If you don't win it, you can go to Mr. Lester's and you can buy a pour of this. Now, I've seen this in restaurants, buy the pour, 
60, 70, 80 bucks a pour, 25 bucks a pour. $25 a pour. And they also have the dovetail. So if you want to try that 140 proof, which Caleb, that's another one. It's finished in a lot of different types of casts. I was curious. It is off the charts. Good. Let's keep in mind that Mr. Lester's is doing this, these special pour prices for this relationship. Yeah. So well, they're part of the family now, and that's what family does. It's available to everyone, but it's available because of this and our listeners with this show. So keep that in mind and um, really support them if you can. Absolutely. If you have the chance to go down there, have a special night, a special dinner with that someone special, Mr. Lester's is the place to go. So you heard the voice of Burley Short Pour Pellerin and Caleb Morse, the Rustic Renegade, respectively. We also have with us Grant Galatis of William S. Nacal Jewelers, who apparently is mesmerized by the Chinese cooking show Sam has here on the Top Secret Podcast Lair. You, you back with us? Absolutely. <laughs> it just looks so delicious. No, it does. It looks fantastic. <laughs> and then, of course, we have Sam Stokes in the corner. So one of the things that we like to talk about is our poverty, right? We are all poor in some way, shape, or form. And the faster we accept that poverty, the faster we are able to overcome it and to basically become wealthy in our own right. Maybe not wealthy in material things, but wealthy in who we are and achieve really happiness. If you think about it, well, there's one person who's really probably not overly happy. And this story actually came out June 25th of 2023. I don't necessarily want to read the headline, but I'm going to give you a synopsis. I'm going to edit out a couple of words, which I will fill in in just a second. A scholar who specializes in dishonesty has been accused of making up the findings in one of her major studies on the subject. And literally the article says you can't make this up. Academia already has a major problem being perceived as overwhelmingly leftist. Now this. According to a report from the New York Times. So if you want to source the article, you can find it at the New York Times. You can find it in other places as well reverberations are going through the academic community as one of the leading scholars in behavioral psychology has been accused of fabricating findings in a major study on honesty. The report claimed that the field of behavioral science, an area which much research often seen with much skepticism from other scientists may have sustained its most serious blow yet. Thanks to evidence showing that Francesca Gino of Harvard business school may have fabricated results in multiple studies. One of them was a study on honesty done in 2012, the results of which have been cited hundreds of times by other scholars. Okay, hold on. You can't make this up. Are you kidding me? Look, and remember, we have been told for the last, what, two, three years? What have we been told? What are we supposed to believe, Caleb? What are we supposed to believe? Well, we're supposed to believe everyone, I guess. I, I really no. experts. Yeah, I mean, what we were told we're supposed to believe the science. And this is the thing: like, it's not really science because this, so the, one of the first articles they caught her on was from 2012. They went back, they looked at it, and she admitted to making up things from 2012. There are ten other papers in this as well. I mean, it's. <laughs> It's impressive. I mean, if you lie once, you get away with it. Lie nine more times, 10 more times. Look, to be fair, this is the Beverly Hill Cops theory. Act like you belong. Lie. Make people believe that you're telling the truth. Just really challenge them to call you a liar and they will just acquiesce and go, okay. Right. You make it. Say that again, Grant. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. 
I mean, this, this is beautiful. I mean, you said it's behavioral psychology, correct? So usually it's, it's someone who's doing the study and their interpretation of, of the results of their experiments. So but she, how, do you, how do you even catch that? Uh, you know what? It's, it's a good thing. I'll be honest. I'm not even exactly sure how they did. But what I know is this. This is not the first time in the scientific community this has been caught. Oh, man, no, not, not at all. Because oftentimes, whatever you look for, you're going to find. If you look to, for something to disprove it, you'll find it. If you look for something to substantiate it, you'll find it. It's really hard to be objective because of our own implicit bias. So let's take another subject and see. And <laughs> that, was, good, that was that master- was so proud of yourself. Yeah, was. You liked that, didn't you? <laughs> that, and it was masterfully played. It was masterfully played. I tried just to let it blend in Sam and let people pick it up. But Sam is over in the corner like a five-year-old. It's like when know. they say the name of the movie in the movie. Pl- yeah. pl- play the womp, womp, womp. Like <laughs> Deflated me. So, wait a second. No, it's, wait, wait. Question. Go ahead. Isn't it just a matter of practical application? How can she be an expert in this field if she is not a master herself of deception? Well, she absolutely is. And, and she's not the only scientist who is a master in this deception. Remember, NASA had their climate numbers changed by climate scientists so they could try and prove global warming. Climate gate was a thing. This is not the first subject. Essentially, what we are being pushed from the media, what we are being fed is their implicit bias and told you have to eat it, you have to ingest it, and you have to accept it. When we know now that more and more and more of these people are just making up. Well, look, the CDC did it uh, last year with removing certain things, certain information from their page that had been on their landing page for 10 years. And they removed it and tried to cover it up. So what we're seeing is we're seeing government entities and elitist schools which feed the government entities, getting caught up in their whirlwind, I'm going to raise my hand, Sam, of sh- <laughs> Sam missed it. He's going to have to edit That's, this out. Hopefully he well, does a better job of editing that out than he did last week when you know we opened up the second part. And I said, if you were listening, you caught our weekly whiskey segment from Implicit Birthday, which he didn't change. And we had to move some segments around, which happens. Which, by the way, everyone who I know caught and called me and said, hey, Sam, or hey, Kavan, this was jacked up. And I'm like, uh, yeah, Sam missed it. It's okay. Yeah, but I, I am picking up on Sam's tricks, though. He left himself a mark, so he knows exactly <laughs> where it is. That's why he put that sound in there. Womp, womp, womp. Well, look, and missing, missing this could be an FCC and, and be an, an implicit bias going off the air problem. The other one is just one where I give Sam crap problem. Right. But look, and think about other things with climate change, right? One of the things that have been done, go check, because this is a really interesting thing if you can find it. I've seen the map. You know, you talk about climate change and global warming. What's really interesting is where you find almost all of the thermometers in the United States today. So think about any... Wait, Weather, are we talking? <laughs> which, ther- which thermometers are we talking about? <laughs> no, we're not talking. We're not talking about the type that your mother used when you were oh, four okay. years old. All right, all right. We're talking about a, a thermometer for temperature for air readings and things of that nature that's used by climatologists. How's that? Atmospheric, not atmospheric. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Not not where you were going. Yes, yes. Okay, but where are watch any news broadcast and where do they tell you the temperature is where? Montana, I think one. No, no, I don't mean Montana. What I mean is when they give you the temperature in your town, they oh. give you a specific location. Oh, at the airport. At the airport. So what's really interesting? What do they have a lot of at airports? Concrete. 
or asphalt, right? Which means that we are now getting a significantly higher rating because temperature should be measured in the shade, not over asphalt where it can where it go radi- way up in temperature. Heat up that way. Correct. Called the island heating effect. Yep, yep. We used to use, uh, the military used it. What, what was it? A wet globe, water globe? We would literally go outside and track it, and that's how we would get the temperature that was relative to everything. Hey, we're not being academically dishonest with you here like Harvard is. We are going to come back, bring you the last segment of the first hour of this week's episode of Implicit Bias right after this break. Renee Girard, Acadiana Certified Master Tobacconist. He owns Piper's Haven, 3916 West Congress Street. Piper's Haven is home to one of the biggest humidors you're ever going to find. Talk to me about how many cigars you've got. Well, our humidor is 553 square feet, and we have probably close to 1,500 different cigars in the humidor. It's an incredible amount of cigars. It's a lot of cigars. <laughs> so if somebody is looking for a mild cigar, maybe something midline, I mean, they've or got... Or a full-bodied cigar. They've got tons of choices oh, in yeah, that we, humidor. We can fix you up. Absolutely, a Piper saving. And you also have Lambergés. Lambergé lamps and scents and all the parts for it. I love it. So it's going to smell good, whether it's cigars or whether it's pipes and pipe tobacco, everything, including the accessories, you've got it at Piper Saban. We got lighters and cutters and bears. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Piper Saban is at 3916 West Congress Street between Gilbo Road and Adrian's. Ask him about the bears. Oh, my. Acadiana's premier venue for live music is the Grouse Room downtown. The Grouse Room hosts concerts and is also a private venue for all occasions. From your largest, most extravagant events to intimate gatherings, the Grouse Room unites Acadiana's creative and business communities. Explore the concert calendar as well as the luxurious spaces at www.thegrouseroom.com or call 337-806-9098. Visit the Grouse Room. Let your pictures say more than a thousand words with us at Nouveau Photo. I'm Danny Izo. Me and my wife, Mona, will help you preserve all your memories and pictures. At Nouveau Photo, we'll create beautiful portraits of your family, high school, college graduates, and even your pets. We can also offer group pictures for schools, churches, sports, communions, and confirmations. Let our family create memories for yours. Nouveau Photo. Find us online at nouveauphoto.com. That's N-O-U-V-E-A-U-P-H-O-T-E-A-U.com. Or call us at 337-233-1094. Nouveau Photo, for photos that last a lifetime. Instantly, I regret saying that. That was a horrible thing to say. It's just, I'm Teddy Powers, and I'm very upset with how I'm acting right now. I just have a very hard time expressing my emotions, and I can't stop from yelling. Do you want to look your best for any special occasion? Go to Miller's Formals. Under new ownership, Miller's will help you pick out the latest tuxedos and the latest styles for the wedding, Mardi Gras occasion, prom, or a special night out with your special summer. With the current styles in stock and on hand, Miller's Formals experienced staff can fit you and do same-day alterations. 3263 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. New ownership, new culture, new styles. Miller's Formals. Look your best. Call 337-983-2266. Dress yourself. Miller's Formals. Welcome into the final segment of Hour 1 of this week's episode of Implicit Bias. I am your host, Kevon Bordelon, and I am joined this week on Implicit Bias by the Rustic Renegade, Caleb Morris, Grant Galatis of William S. Nacal Jewelers, Burley Shortpore Pellerin of Zydeco Ride and Shine and Cajun Car Wash, 
Zydeco in Lafayette on Willow, Cajun Car Wash right across from our weekly whiskey sponsor, New News Market in Youngsville. So the last segment of every hour, we try to do something that's fun. We try to do something that piques our interest on a somewhat childish level. And there's very little that piques my interest on a childish level than South Park. South Park is an absolutely fantastic show. Respect my authority, right? Which is what I demand of you here in the Top Secret Podcast later. Dang it. Especially you, Sam. I'm kidding. But what's great is that the creators of South Park came up with a very novel idea. And it's a concept, and I told you we weren't going to talk a whole bunch about our Italy trip, but the concept in Europe is that you don't tip anymore. In Europe, all you do is round up your bill because there is a built-in service charge for servers. And it's nowhere near a full 20% of your bill. Now, I know I'm probably going to have some servers get upset with me because I'm saying this out there and, you know, coming back here to the United States, it's really difficult once you've been immersed in that for a couple of weeks to go, wait, over there, I paid X. Here, I'm paying X times for service. It is what it is. But the really interesting thing is that the creators of South Park actually tried to replicate something that leftists and communists, to to be fair, I mean, that's a lot of what they are, have wanted in this country forever. And it's that, quote, living wage as a server. Now, I've, I've waited tables. It's not easy work. Dealing with the public is not fun. The public, I believe everyone should have to deal with the general public for at least two to three years of their life. And either you come out of it an absolutely fantastic person because you've got some empathy for those who take care of and serve you, or you become a complete and total a-hole because you just can't deal with it. Well, the two creators of South Park came up with this fantastic idea, right? Trey Parker, Matt Stone, at their Mexican restaurant, and I believe it was Casa Bonita was the name of the restaurant. It's such a pretty house. Yes. They were paying their servers. $30 an hour. $30 an hour to wait tables. However, no tips allowed. And they actually had a fantastic and ingenious way that it worked. You ordered and you paid before you got anything. So if you ordered again, you would order and pay, but there was no tipping. There was none of this tipping on the the check. There was none of that. Um, Anybody want to take a guess how that was received? Poorly. <laughs> like they go out. Well played. Very well played. People were complaining before they even opened. They got the jobs because they went through and they're like, oh, 30 bucks an hour. I want this. I'll take it. And then whenever the, the wait staff realized, not all of them now, when they realized they wouldn't be getting tips, they're like, no, it's going to cost me too much money. So you, made, you said something really important there, and, and other people are going to chime in when I ask this question. You said not all of the servers were upset about this. Who were the servers who were upset? Any idea? Burley, I see you want to lean in on this one. Probably the better ones. You mean the ones who like were working the really, hus- really hard the, for their the tips? Hustlers, the hustlers, the, the ones who paid attention, the ones who were Johnny on the spot. Yeah, they were probably a little bit miffed about it. Had they come from a different restaurant where they were a star, right? So wait a minute. $30, that's a ton of money to wait it's tables. Ton, it's a ton of money. 
And and what it does is it allows it allows somebody in that profession to actually gauge then their income and and set a budget and actually have an idea of what it is they're making, what it is they can spend. If you if you work 40 hours in a week at $30 an hour, that's $1200 a week. So what's really interesting is you mean to tell me that the servers who were incentivized by merit, the ones who were going to work harder, got upset. So what did they do? Grant, did you get a chance to read the story? I did not get uh no. Okay, but, it's okay. Uh, just look, look. I know I, I see I you processing. In, look, no, I know. I worked in restaurants in New Orleans and in Baton Rouge when I was at LSU. And it, it's got to breed a little bit of contempt because like Barely was saying, look, the the ones who work hard are going to work hard anyway. In any staff, in any establishment, you have people who will work and people who won't. But the second you take away their incentive, do they continue to work hard? No, absolutely not. It's the, it's the curved grading. So, Sam, did, did you did you read the article? I know you didn't. So I'm just asking to pr- prove a point. No. <laughs> the, the point being the servers who would work hard and who could make more money, they quit. Well, it's, it's the 80-20 rule, right? Yeah. 20% of the workforce does 80% of the work. 80% of the workforce skates. So at the same time, like they, they probably got all these great weight staff on. And then all the people they should have kept quit. And therein lies the problem with communism. Sooner or later, you or socialism, you run out of other people's money. And in this case, it was the money of the good servers. They recognized, whether they realized it through the numbers or not, that their hard work was being redistributed to the people who weren't working. So what happens when your entire incentive to work goes away? You stop working. And that's what happened. The concept never even got open. Because the servers, the the ones who were going to do well, took off, leaving them with nothing. No workers. Which is an incredible concept when you think about people who say, oh, I I don't want to be poor. Right? Okay, well, if you don't want to be poor, then you probably want to work, is my guess. Right? Because the only way to, to come out of poverty is to work your way out of it. No, no, no. I don't want to be poor because I want you to give it to me. Therein lies, you're not just financially poor. You are spiritually poor. If that's where you are, if you don't have the dignity to say, you know what, I'm willing to do this at least significantly on my own. We all need help. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we all do this completely on our own, but you've got to put forth the effort so that when others do help, you can help them back and you can feel the dignity that you get from that work. Well, you know, the Bible tells us, if, I wish I could tell you the, the scripture exactly where it is. You can look it up. But if a man does not work, do not let him eat. Um, if a man does not work, he shall not eat. And by the right. way, that was a quote from Jesus. Yeah. And look, I will bust my butt. I'll do whatever it takes to provide for my family, provide for my kids, provide for my wife to make sure they're taken care of. Because I understand how hard a dollar is to come by. I'll swing a hammer, I'll work a saw, I'll, I'll, I'll use a backhoe or a shovel, whatever it takes. And whenever you look at this and they're like, you know what? No, it's not worth it. That, that, it just, 30, I get it. Well, and, and here's one other thing to consider. $30 an hour. Um, guess what? There's no sliding the cash into your pocket and escaping yep. who? The tax man. The tax man. Because the tax man's going to find you now. There is no hiding from the IRS, the government, 
who is there to take of your $50,000 a year, what the government says, what other people say they are entitled to of your income, of your work product, which just makes you go, hmm, if we can't learn from this, are we doomed as a society? Well, then look, they want to go to a cashless society. Now you really can't get away from the tax man. You know, so look at all the other professions that would go down with that. Barbers, shoe polishing, everything else, anything that construction, uh, lawn and garden, all of this. If you think that going to a cashless society will benefit you, do the math. It absolutely won't. Grant, you wanted to chime in? Just, I'm, I'm stuck on the restaurant thing. Conceptually, <laughs> conceptually, if you have a, a very astute management staff and ownership who's very attentive, you, through, through a weeding out process, you could probably get your staff full of people who would pull not the 20% doing 80% of the work, but you could reverse those numbers. It'd be a pretty high turnover rate, but you, I would think eventually you could staff your restaurant with people who, who realize the benefit of it and, and you could have a, a strong enough staff to pull that off. You know, the, the interesting part is it's now been tried and they can't. Yeah. Burley? Unfortunately, in the restaurant business right now, that's very tough to do. However, going back to what you said, I, I'm of the belief that I think it should be a college course to become a waiter or a waitress. <laughs> yeah, and here's, I, well, I agree with no, you. No, I mean, I, and you, you say that in jest a little bit, but I, no. I, believe it, I believe it to be true. Having been, I worked at one of the most successful restaurants in town coming up through college. I did very well. I bought my first house at 21 years old um, doing waiting tables. And it's the one job that you can get where somebody is willing to give you your own storefront. And if you can't figure out that how you perform indicates and dictates how much money you make, and you're looking around at the other guys thinking, you're not doing well. Why not? You know why? Because you haven't figured out that you dictate your own compensation just like you do when you come back for more of this week's episode of Implicit Bias. Hey, Acadiana, I'm Kathleen Terrio with Next Home Cutting Edge Realty. I know realtors seem to be on every corner, but the good ones aren't. I promise to give you top-notch customer service that includes honesty, availability, and professionalism. If you're looking for a realtor you can trust and is available during your most important purchase, call me, Kathleen, where the service goes beyond the closing day. For all your commercial needs, investment properties, or your next home, call Kathleen with Next Home Cutting Edge Realty, 337-412-1536. That's 337-412-1536. Or find me on the web searching Kathleen Terrio Realtor. Experience Acadiana's most exclusive steakhouse, Mr. Lester's at Cypress Bayou. Make your reservation today. Space is limited. Back to Cypress Bayou. Take Highway 90 to the Baldwin exit. This is Moon Graffon for Coin and Treasure. 2472 West Congress. You know, my buddy Louis Pizzolat at Coin and Treasure is a truly great American businessman. If you're a coin collector, silver or gold bullion collector, Lewis at Coin and Treasure will have something for you. Lewis has over 40 years of experience in the coin business. Visit them at 2472 West Congress. Call them at 232-2573 or visit online at coinandtreasure.com. This is Moon Graffon. You can trust Coin and Treasure. Shop at New News, a proud sponsor of Implicit Bias on KPL. New News is dedicated to providing excellent food, excellent drinks, and excellent service. Known for their specialty meats and superb liquor and beer selection, it's all here. 
family-run and family-oriented, we know our customers by name and strive to deliver a great shopping experience to every customer, every time. New News, now open in Youngsville, Milton, Maurice, and Scott. Can't find an Uber or Lyft? Luxury Limo of Lafayette offers scheduled pickups and drop-offs and even airport transportation in style. Get dropped off and picked up in their luxurious 12-passenger Mercedes-Benz Sprinter with limo-style interior or their Cadillac Escalade SUV. Reserve a sleek black town car for a night out with friends or dinner with your sweetheart. That's Luxury Limo of Lafayette, 565-4385 or LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. Spoil yourself to luxury with Luxury Limo of Lafayette. You're listening to News Talk 96.5, KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station. Welcome into Hour 2 of this week's episode of Implicit Bias. I'm your humble host, Kevon Bortle. On an Hour 2, we're brought to you by Tree Guardian. No job too big, too small. www.treeguardianusa.com, 337-852-4880. Call Big Jake Guidry. Veteran owned and operated out of rain, they will handle all of your arborist needs. Cranes, trucks, you name it, they got it. They can take care of what you need when it comes to your tree removal, tree trimming, stump removal needs. TreeGuardianUSA.com, 337-852-4880. So on this week's episode of Implicit Bias, in the top secret podcast layer, we have with us the one of the OG sets of crews that we have had. Everyone in here, except for kind of Sam, but Sam has kind of garnered OG status. Would, would you agree, Sam? I just give you credit for wearing the, the what would you pay championship belt chain this long. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so so Sam kind of gets OG status. All right, guys, does Sam get OG status? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Hey, you better say I'll mute you. <laughs> Cut you out the show. So you heard the voice of Grant Galatis of William S. They Call Jewelers. You heard Burley Short Poor Pellerin of Zydeco Ride and Shine on Willow or... Cajun Car Wash right there in Youngsville across from New News Markets. And then, of course, you heard the voice of the Rustic Renegade, Mr. Caleb Morris. And we've been talking about poverty this week and how poor we are just as a species. And one of the more interesting stories that really designates this is the desire to write a check with our mouths that our rear ends can't cash. And there's a really big event going on this week up. You know, not just a little north, but way, way, way north, like North Dakota. Is it North Dakota, South Dakota, Caleb Sturgis? Uh, you're going to ask me a question. I think it's South Dakota. South Dakota. I've never okay. been. Like, I want to go. I know you want to go. I want to go. It is a Dakota. It is yeah. a Dakota. Yeah, that is, but yeah. not a Dakota fan. South Dakota. But not a Dakota fanning. I'm sticking so, with that South Dakota. There. <laughs> so, Caleb, you want to go. Why? What, what happens in it's- Sturgis? I mean, first off, the bikes you get to see there, there's thousands of motorcycles sitting on this little town. Just the riding up there, the camaraderie, like you just get to meet so many like-minded people. So it's a bunch of, a bunch of guys on bikes. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's, it's Harleys, correct? Normally. normally. And look, I've seen guys or ride custom bikes, rockets, yeah. all okay. the other stuff too. Riding two wheels is riding two wheels. But this is typically Harleys, right? Because it's, it's a cult following. Okay, that's, that's fair. And you said they're typically like-minded. Mm-hmm. What would you describe that mindset as? I, I think Hillary once called us deplorable. Um, okay. I so you would say patriotic? Very much so. Okay. Very much so. Very much um, blue collar. There are some white collar. There's a lot of lawyers who ride bikes. Okay. But just patriotic, hardworking individuals. A lot of he-hims out there? 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know what? Actually, probably no, because they it, they would want to punch you. Is yeah. my understanding, Sam, yeah. for you even saying that? Well, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> Dude, when I get an email and I see pronouns at the end of it, I just go delete. I don't care what it is. Just, it gets all, deleted. They're all former Bud Light drinkers. Yeah. yeah, former Bud Light drinkers. Yeah, probably. Okay, so Sturgis Sturgis is like happening this week, next week. Like it's something that is imminent if it's not going on at the time you listen to this episode of Implicit Bias. If you happen to listen a little little bit later, it has passed. But what's really funny is that there is a report out that Antifa plans to shut down the Sturgis gathering. Says too many American and Confederate flags. I will wager every dollar I have on the biker clubs of America versus Antifa. I'll take that bet. Like that's no, no, you won't take that bet. No, like like I'll bet with him. Oh yeah, okay. Please, Antifa, show up. Show up, and I want you to have, like, meat is murder flags. I want you to have, like, down with America, all this other. Like, give it a shot. Let's finish this once and for all. Like, the problem would be (laughs) self-correcting. So when you say self-correcting, what do you mean specifically, Caleb? I mean that I, I think that the people of Antifa would show up and be privy to why so many Americans love our nation. Because, look, we can we can love you. We can enjoy our camaraderie. We can have differing opinions. We can enjoy whiskey and look, we can punch each other in the face. <laughs> Numerous, multiple, repeated times. Correct. Yes. And, and that's, I, I just, I found this story so funny because it's, it's thousands upon thousands. And to your point, there are some white collar guys in there, but it's the 80, 20 rule. Sturgis didn't start with a bunch of lawyers who were like, hey, let's go up there. And then the bikers took over. It was more like the bikers started it. And then the, the white collar guys were like, hey, I want to go and be part of it. Which means that and I'm, we have seen a few interactions. Let's call them interactions to be polite between. Let's how do we call this more. Um, more conservative. Right. Viewpoint yeah. people with a more conservative. We've seen some interactions between those of Antifa and those with a typically more conservative, more assertive viewpoint. There have been some where they were out protesting uh, at college, college grounds, all this other stuff, and they came across a few veterans, right? And I saw a video a while back where they try to punch one guy in the face, and a vet grabs his hand. He's like, no, 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 no. Yes, I have seen that like, one as well. You know, the people that, that typically want to fight haven't been in fights. I have been hit enough in the face to know that I don't want to do that again. But I also know that it may hurt, but it's not going to kill me. And that's, that's the difference, is I'm not going to go cry to mommy whenever my mouth writes a check, my ass can't hold up, <laughs> right? And that's what's going to happen with this, is a lot of people are going to go up there, and they're, if, I don't even think a lot are going to go up. They're going to show up, they're and they're going to, like the few that show up are going to say, well, this was a bad idea. <laughs> that, that would All right, Burley, hold on. Get, get Burley the microphone. That, that would be a true case of natural selection at that point, right? Because <laughs> social uh, Darwinism, Dar- Darwinism would, would just uh, override, take, take heed right there. You know, it's funny because we often hear the term socialism today. We often hear that term. We have stopped hearing the term social Darwinism quite frequently. Like it used to be a thing. Survival of the fittest and survival of the smartest. This is one of those things that whoever wrote this either had to be joking or literally had just no clue of what they were actually saying and had no intention of following through. That's just my opinion. Well, look, the left comes after so many things that we enjoy, right? 
They're coming after firearms. They've been doing that since everything was started. What do they want? A ten thousand or a thousand, a thousand percent, percent excise tax, tax? Right. Then they announced last year they wanted to come after boats because boats were typically owned by middle-aged men who had liquid income or liquid liquid assets, and they could enjoy their time and and spend free time. Well, then they realized that boats were hard to go after, right? So they've actually started going after motorcycles because typically a motorcycle is not your primary source of transportation. Look, I love my bike. I ride it every chance I get. It brings me peace. When it's 100 FU degrees yeah. outside, that doesn't exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's don't try to take away the things that bring us peace because if you take away my one escape, I'm just an angry SOB. Yeah, but you're normally just an angry SOB. Valid. <laughs> uh, no, not really. And the funny part is he's really not. And I think that's maybe the point of this conversation, which is there are so many people who just want to be left alone. It's not, it's not a point of I want to infringe my life upon you. It's just go away. Leave me alone and let me be. I mean, that, that's the American dream is just to, to spend your money how you want to spend your money, spend your day how you want to spend your day and be left alone. And instead of live and let live, when you stop living and let people live, then they start living and let you go. And that's to, that to me is where it seems like this would go. Sam, I'm curious as to your thoughts. Would you be interested, since you are an active card-carrying member of Antifa, in traveling up to Sturgis to start a fight with Bike Week? Uh, not particularly. By the way, it's, <laughs> I looked it up. It's South Dakota. South Dakota. Thank you for being our reference check. Just we appreciate it. There might be some people driving around with their hands just squeezing the steering <laughs> oh, no. wheel going, I can't they don't know it's South Dakota. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, look, it's, it's why we keep Sam on the show. Well, that and other reasons. Because we got to have somebody to be our gopher when we need it. No, I'm kidding. Because we need somebody who makes us sound as good or as palatable as we actually sound. But it's one of those things where I'm just like... Talk about being tone deaf. Talk about just being poor of psyche and spirit. Grant? I think it's a great idea. Uh, how else are we going to know that they are completely devoted to their cause unless they go right to the heart of the matter? I think it's a wonderful idea. I think they better take roll before they actually get on and off the bus. Find out who's missing. Yeah, because uh, you're going to fill three buses on the way down and you're lucky to get one bus on the way down. <laughs> well, one bus might be filled. But it's going to have red lights on top going, ran, ran, ran. Yeah, I mean, that's just what's going to, what happens, yeah, right? It, it's attacking middle America, the heart of America. Baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, Chevrolet. And snacks from Bud the Light, snack master at Ami Grocery, Harley, which, by the way, that Harley best stop sausage, that's good. that best stop sausage is that's fantastic here in the Top Secret best Podcast stops, layer. Best stop smoked beef and pork sausage. And you can be, get it at hey, Ami Grocery downtown. Best stop ain't writing no checks. Uh, but Ami Grocery is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and besides, Ami Grocery provided the snacks. And Sam promptly drops his sausage. <laughs> A nondescript sausage that could have been from anywhere. <laughs> All right. Oh, he caught that one. And on that, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to have more with this week's episode in hour two of Implicit Bias. Sterling Automotive stands by our mission to provide each customer a transparent and honest vehicle purchase experience. Every vehicle is inspected in our certified service departments. We offer a 48-hour return policy and free delivery up to 250 miles. Stop by any of our three Sterling Premium Select locations today or visit us online at sterlingpremiumusedcars.com to upgrade your vehicle and your experience. 
William S. Nicole Jewelry has been serving the Acadiana area for over 40 years now. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding sets, the most extensive in-store selection Acadiana has to offer. Waterford Crystal, Swarovski Crystal, and a complete Pandora Jewelry Shop and Shop right on the showroom floor. In-house jewelry repairs and a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. When you want bigger, better diamonds for less, when you want quality merchandise at affordable prices, shop local. Shop William S. Nacol Jewelry, 3802 Johnson Street, Lafayette. How sweet it is. Gambino's Bakery of Lafayette can satisfy all of your bakery needs. Cakes, cookies, pastries, melt-in-your-mouth pedophores, wedding cakes, and of course, the original New Orleans Dough Bears cake. Family-owned and operated, let Gambino's Bakery take care of all your dessert needs for your family gathering, tailgate, holiday, or any special occasion. Visit with the baking professionals in Lafayette. Find what fits your taste. Enjoy the sweet life with Gambino's Bakery of Lafayette, 3802 Johnson Street. Call them at 337-406-9066 or online at gambinos.com. This is Moon Graffon for Coin and Treasure. 2472 West Congress. You know, my buddy Louis Pizzolat at Coin and Treasure is a truly great American businessman. If you're a coin collector, silver or gold bullion collector, Louis at Coin and Treasure will have something for you. Louis has over 40 years of experience in the coin business. Visit them at 2472 West Congress. Call them at 232-2573 or visit online at coinandtreasure.com. This is Moon Graffon. You can trust Coin and Treasure. Nobody likes to drive around in a grimy ride. Clean that car the Cajun way. Zydeco Ride and Shine Car Wash at 320 Willow and Cajun Car Wash at 510 Lafayette Street in Youngsville are there for you. Our facilities provide you with the best automatic car wash in the Acadiana area. Regulars get a bonus. Buy three washes at a location, get the fourth one free. Zydeco Ride and Shine and Cajun Car Wash. Keeping Acadiana's rides clean since 2014. Experience Acadiana's most exclusive steakhouse, Mr. Lester's at Cypress Bayou. Make your reservation today. Space is limited. Take Highway 90 to the Baldwin exit. Welcome back into Hour 2 of this week's episode of Implicit Bias. I am your host, Kevon Bordelon. In Hour 2, we are brought to you by Tree Guardian. www.treeguardianusa.com, 337-852-4880. Big Jake Guidry, a U.S. veteran, veteran-owned and operated, no job, too big, too small. Emergency services are available. Call Tree Guardian at 337-852-4880. So we are jumping into how... We just as human beings are unfortunately poor. And I don't mean financially poor always. Sometimes we are, but sometimes we are just spiritually poor. We lack happiness, which is why all of a sudden we play the victim, which is why we are entitled, which is why we are angry and why we get mean and why people just become jerks overall. Well, there's been some stories lately that really kind of embody the whole well, for lack of a better term, and I, I can't say the full thing on the radio, we're just going to call them jerks. There was a story, and it's really interesting because it was one of those great conspiracy theories. Now, time has not proven this conspiracy theory necessarily correct, at least that we know of here in the Top Secret Podcast layer. But what we do know is that the person who allegedly debunked the conspiracy theory might have had a vested interest. So let me walk you through what the conspiracy theory was first. So first, 
The conspiracy theory was about a place called Comet Pizza. Comet Pizza grew infamous on underground channels of the internet as allegedly being a place where in the basement you could order, and I, this is a, a scary thought to even go here, but where you could allegedly order a trafficked child. Horrific. Terrible. It got so much publicity that at some point, someone did show up at Comet Pizza with a firearm in an attempt to save said children. Well, apparently when they showed up, there were no children in the basement. There's lots of things around that story that do make you go, hmm, however, as CNC Music Factory would have you believe. Yes, that is a 19, what, 80s, 90s music reference. Things that make you go, hmm, yes. <laughs> See, and that's Sam in the corner who just can't quite grasp the depth of cultural knowledge that we utilize here on Implicit Bias. Regardless, that's the conspiracy theory. Now, what's really interesting is that conspiracy theory was allegedly debunked. And I say allegedly debunked because now we learn that, and Sam, this is where you can go with the, what, the deflating horn when I announce this headline. This is according to the New York Post. Please don't believe me. Go look this up. The ex-ABC news reporter, James Gordon Meek, is now facing five years in prison following a guilty plea in a child pornography case. Yeah. That one worked, Sam. That one actually worked. I, I appreciate that. That one worked. So you're telling me that there is a conspiracy theory regarding a location where children are allegedly abused and the person who allegedly said, no, this didn't happen, there's nothing to see here. The proverbial Frank Drebin in front of the fireworks stand as it is erupting himself. Another 80s reference there, uh, Sam. Yeah, but that but Naked Gun is Naked Gun's a classic. I got that. Oh, yes. The CNC Music Factory off like <laughs> off cuts? Like what are we talking about? Oh, do, okay, so first of all, that wasn't an off cut. Things that make you go home was like a big hit before you were like a twinkle in your dad's eyes. What was, I'm just what saying. was the big CNC Music Factory song? That's one of them. There were like three of them. That was one of them. That like might be how, the one because it's the only one I remember. I like I remember. how all of us were like, brr. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you bogged us down really hard on that yeah. one. I'm going to look it up for the guy squeezing his, his uh, steering wheel. No, nah, right let him now. keep. Okay. Like, he'll, he'll call in. He'll call he in. will. 1337. What's Sam's phone number? you and tell you, and you're going to be like, oh. Let's give out Sam's cell phone number on the air. No. But to backtrack, to get us back on track. So you're telling me that the guy who says, that the story about children being abused is a myth, himself has now pleaded guilty to abusing children. Now, Child pornography. So he now, might not have done it himself, but he is guilty in actually executing, viewing, sharing, whatever it is. They, ca they caught his laptop, his phone. All of this had multiple instances <laughs> of child pornography on it. It had text messages of him going back and forth with people saying some things that his jaw should be broken over. Um, what, what, what you need to realize with this, too, is he pleaded guilty, right? So that means that he, can only, he can't get the maximum sentence anymore because he has a plea deal, which means that he was facing something more serious, horrendous right. and decided, you know what? I'll go down on this ship instead.
So who else is tied to this? What else is going on? Look, we can, we can go and talk about Epstein, all this other stuff. We still haven't seen the damn list. And everybody's waiting on the list. Everyone. We're, we're the, still. The federal government's like, aliens are real. Where's the list? Yeah. Well, this is happening. Oh, where's the list? Every time we turn around, we want to see the list. And then we have more and more pedophiles being broken up and more and more pedophiles going down. I don't know if you saw Australia, the FBI in Australia and a bunch of other people just had a, a pedophile ring. They broke 79 people arrested. And, and it was because the FBI, a couple of FBI agents two got FBI, attacked, Two correct? FBI agents were killed, killed yes. in 2021 over this in Miami. So, so wait a minute. Hold on. Connect this. Yeah. Two FBI agents in Miami were killed and 79 people in Australia were arrested. What's the definition of a global pedophile ring, Caleb? It's this, this is a, a pandemic of, of, that of, no one's talking about. Yes, it's a huge problem that spreads to every continent, every country, but yet our government is keeping things about it from us. So if they're keeping something from us, what's the real deal? Who is involved? Well, like, like Kavan said, why? Why are we not hearing about this? Because the people who are most deeply rooted in this and the people making the most money from it are the people that control everything. Well, and look, this, this is how nuanced these people get with something like this. So the guy, so this guy, I'm going to give you his name one more time because his name needs to be told and everybody needs to know who James Gordon Meek is, right? This guy may have actually said, oh, I'm going to debunk this because that's not where it's happening. I'll tell you where it's happening, but that ain't it, right? Oh, wow, yeah. I mean, think about how this guy's connected. I was, th I was he, thinking more of the trying to protect himself. I well, wasn't thinking of trying to. He may have been trying to protect himself. He also may have been able to verify that that's not the location, that it's somewhere else. But that it might, so that what they do is they find that little hint of truth and then they exploit the part of it that's not to say the whole thing's a lie, right? They try to claim that just by one part being incorrect, the entire thing is a lie. Whereas what we now know is that maybe, just maybe, only a part of it wasn't true. The rest of it is. That only a small part of it was a lie when the big portion of it was the truth. Burley? I, I wouldn't even say that it wasn't true. It was, might have just been inaccurate. Inaccurate Correct. in that that yeah. might have not have been the address. That might not have been the place. But doesn't that, mean that it's not true, the story. But to that point, James Gordon Meek was going to try and tell you the whole thing was made up because that one little bit wasn't exactly right. Ring the bell, Grant, because dadgummit, that's the spin. That's the rub, right? So now this guy, we're even talking about this guy as, as a villain on the, on the first take. We're villainizing this guy, right? But he might be the one that was going to pull the rug out and... All of a sudden now, doesn't matter. He's a how classic. how long before he yeah. commits suicide? Okay, he's so a, let's so let's ghost. so let's tie this in. That's a great question, Burley. How long before he commits suicide? So I'm going to read you another headline to tell you how complicit the media is in stories like this. This story comes to us from Newsweek. This is the headline: Sound of Freedom funder Fabian Marta arrested for child kidnapping. So Grant, you didn't get a chance to read the stories, and I'm glad you didn't. This is going to make this work really, really well. Did you know that the guy who funded the movie Sound of Freedom, which is about child trafficking, don't, don't chime in just yet, Burley. Don't fill me the rest of the story because we're going to talk I'm, about the rest. I'm not. I just want you to be careful about, because it, it, the way the story is written is that he funded. D so he so was, stop, 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 stop. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. All right. Grant, did you know that the guy who funded 
Sound of Freedom, which is about child trafficking, was arrested for child kidnapping? I did not know that. Okay. So now your, your thought is, from this headline, is what? Is that the guy who paid for the movie? From the headline? Is that... It all gets so convoluted. Uh, uh, I mean, where do you go with that? So you you know that something's coming. Well, yeah, but on surface value, the average person is going to look at that. <laughs> yeah, Burley's yeah. now putting together where we're going. The average person is going to look at that and think, well, they're guilty. Okay. Yeah. You know. So now let me actually hiding, read. Hiding in plain sight. That's what the average person is going to think. Let me read the article. So the headline says, Sound of Freedom Thunder, Fabian Marta arrested. So that leads you to believe, Burley, just like we said, that this is the guy who paid for the movie. Right? The first sentence, Fabian Marta, one of thousands of patrons of the crowdfunded anti-trafficking film Sound of Freedom, was arrested and charged with accessory, accessory to child kidnapping, according to a Missouri court filing. The Class A felony carries a penalty of 10 to 30 years in prison or life imprisonment. Now, here's the real interesting thing about the story. This doesn't say if this was a domestic custody case. It doesn't tell you what it is. But the headline leads you to believe that that movie was disingenuous because the person who paid for it got arrested on child trafficking charges, right? Now, here's the funny part. Let's go on to read more of the story. Since removed Facebook posts appeared to show the same person revealing their pride in funding the film. They can't even confirm in the article it's the same person. But they're running the article anyway. Marta's name appears in the movie's credits among the investors who helped bring Sound of Freedom to theaters. Go ahead, Caleb. There's, there's no such thing as people having the same name. No such thing. No, no, no it, such it thing as have, people having the same look, name. And look, when or if it comes out, if it comes out that they're wrong, do you think that they're going to make a big post about it? Do you think they're going to have a whole fresh article? Or are they going to go through and line through things and put... We apologize at no, the bottom of it. What, what they're going to do is they're not even going to line through it. No. They're going to put it on the back of their website. Hide it. That it's going to no say, it, it's going to print a retraction that says blah, 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 but it's not going to be, they're not going to put it as a main headline. Never. They're not going to put it out that? there that what, we what got website it wrong. Was it? Newsweek. Wow. How about this one? Police also provided a booking photo of Marta, which appears to show the same person pictured on Facebook. Yeah, appears. It appears to show the same person. This is direct quotes from their article. But here's the best part. Screenshots of since-removed posts from multiple online sources seen by Newsweek, but which could not be independently verified, show Marta speaking about his involvement with the film. So literally, Newsweek has zero reason to write this story. There, I pray, I hope and pray that they put up a picture of the wrong guy and he owns oh, Newsweek. I got, I got three comments for you. Go ahead, Sam. All I'm right. curious because I, I, I love it when you chime in on this stuff because normally you stay back. Comment number one, I mean, it speaks to kind of what's happened to the news and content and journalism industry where we have so few like true journalists employed today because it's just so difficult to pay those people to actually do the due diligence because the appetite for content is insane. So we end up having a lot of low information people putting up these these articles, and you see it whatever industry you're in. I'm sure Caleb in the gun industry or uh, Grant in the jewelry industry sees it all the time, where someone gets something that's kind of right, but they misunderstand a detail, and it causes them to just draw these conclusions that are just so inaccurate. And it's just 
so pervasive and it allows them to write these headlines that go viral and you know before it's the thing like the 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 lie goes further than the truth before the truth is able to whatever wake up whatever the phrase is that's comment number one comment number two i think also speaks i was just thinking about the epstein list and you know there's few things in our society that are worse than being labeled a pedophile right that's just just a horrible thing that can be levied against your your reputation so i'd imagine if you have that information if you have the list if the list does exist you have to do your due diligence before putting that out there because if you don't have proof of these things and you would need proof because you're going after some of the most powerful people in the world you're going to be in trouble so so kind of like alleging treason right it's it's one of i mean <laughs> i mean come on we have investigated a man for 7 years now we're alleging treason how long have we had this list when did epstein not kill himself the how last- long ago was that in my last comment, CNC Music Factory, everybody dance now. Yes, that was the other one. That was the, that was the other one. Okay, to go back to this conversation. This, and Sam's giving me the one-minute finger because he knows I'm about to just wrap his rear end around a light post on, on, the, on that whole comment about, you know, we've got to be sure. How often has the media been sure with one side of the aisle versus the other? Right? The media is so quick to run one side of the aisle, and it's the conservative side. The other side of the aisle, oh, I mean, we still, we still have not seen ABC, CBS, NBC really dive into the Hunter Biden laptop, which we now know the FBI had. And by the way, there are allegations that the FBI lied in court about knowing that they had the laptop. I mean, there are so many things. Yes, look that one up. I'm getting looks here in the Top Secret podcast there. Don't believe me. Please search it. Yeah, Russian collusion, right? Tax, tax evasion. We're still doing Russia collusion. Tax evasion. I mean, go through all of it. They're so quick to run. I mean, it's the, what was the movie, Johnny Dangerously, when the media all ran to the phone booths and knocked the phone booths over because they wanted to report the story so quickly. Anything happens to someone who's conservative and that's the media. Something happens where it's someone who's not and the media is like, I didn't hear anything. Did you hear anything? I didn't see anything. You see anything? I mean, literally, it could sit on their face and wiggle and be like, I didn't see anything. I'm not reporting that story. We're reporting something else. You know what else we're reporting? That I kind of ran out of time and went over here. We're going to come back with the Sam Stokes segment. Can't find an Uber or Lyft? Luxury Limo of Lafayette offers scheduled pickups and drop-offs and even airport transportation in style. Get dropped off and picked up in their luxurious 12-passenger Mercedes-Benz Sprinter with limo-style interior or their Cadillac Escalade SUV. Reserve a sleek black town car for a night out with friends or dinner with your sweetheart. That's Luxury Limo of Lafayette, 565-4385 or LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. Spoil yourself to luxury with Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Drink Kacheri's Coffee, the official coffee of implicit bias. Available at La Creperie on Collie Saloon, at the Rustic Renegade, Automotive Gear on Judson Walsh and Opelousas, and the Chill House, the dessert destination in Maurice. Kacheri's Coffee, the official coffee of implicit bias. Want the secret to the best old-fashioned? It's Ciro. Ciro de Saison old-fashioned cocktail mixer is small batch and handcrafted by the Saison family in South Louisiana. With notes of vanilla bean, toasted molasses, and pure cane sugar, Ciro de Saison complements your favorite bourbon or rye without overpowering. Look for Ciro de Saison wherever you buy your favorite whiskey. When you want an old-fashioned cocktail made uniquely your way, the choice is clear. Ciro with a P. Ciro de Saison. Hey, Acadiana, I'm Kathleen Terrio with Next Home Cutting Edge Realty. I know realtors seem to be on every corner, but the good ones aren't. I promise to give you top-notch customer service that includes honesty, availability, and professionalism. 
If you're looking for a realtor you can trust and is available during your most important purchase, call me, Kathleen, where the service goes beyond the closing day. For all your commercial needs, investment properties, or your next home, call Kathleen with Next Home Cutting Edge Realty. 337-412-1536. That's 337-412-1536. Or find me on the web searching Kathleen Terrio Realtor. Acadiana's premier venue for live music is the Grouse Room downtown. The Grouse Room hosts concerts and is also a private venue for all occasions. From your largest, most extravagant events to intimate gatherings, the Grouse Room unites Acadiana's creative and business communities. Explore the concert calendar as well as the luxurious spaces at www.thegrouseroom.com or call 337-806-9098. Visit the Grouse Room. To protect and preserve, call Tree Guardian, a veteran-owned business with over 30 years of arborist experience. The owner, Jacob Gidry, can handle any job anywhere, understanding when it's time to trim or when it's time to remove. Tree Guardian can help you in any situation. Licensed and insured, Tree Guardian offers emergency services and free consultation. Protect and preserve the trees on your property. Call Tree Guardian at 337-852-4880 or find them at treeguardianusa.com. I am serious, and don't call me sure. Sam's conniption in the corner is over. That means it's the Sam Stokes segment of this week's episode of Implicit Bias. Go ahead, Sam. You can say something. Uh, just go, keep going, man. No, okay. Okay. No, you you were you were over there kind of because you want to get out of here early tonight because you got a trip to go on, right? Hey, man. <laughs> I, you you got to go to Italy. I want to go to uh, Little Italy. You want to go where? Little Italy. <laughs> Have another drink. Make sure you make that 6 a.m. flight. <laughs> this is our two of implicit bias, which is brought to you by Tree Guardian. Give Big Jake Gidry a call, 337-852-4880. Go ahead, Caleb. Like, I'm, I'm just surprised. He's been over here nursing it. Like, I think he's literally on his second. Well, we should still call that the first glass. Yes. And that was just a beautiful stumble. Like, you, you well done. To be fair, like, I can't speak a lot of the times. Look, so. all, all I can think of is trading places. You was over there crying like a woman. That's for Sam this week in the corner, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well played. Well played, Grant. Yes, yes, yes. That is the voice of Grant Galatis of William S. Nay called Jewelers. You heard the Rustic Renegade. We've got Burly Short Poor Pellerin, Zydeco Ride and Shine. He's also of Cajun Car Wash, Cajun Car Wash in Youngsville, right across from New News. Zydeco Ride and Shine right there on Willow. Make your ride look special at Zydeco Ride and Shine and Cajun Car Wash. So, we're actually on. So, Caleb, where did you get this whiskey witch from? I mean, you pulled this out of the back. Look, Sam has leftovers back there that he, I guess he hides them for whenever uh, Penelope, the chick next door. That's uh, <laughs> No, is, Penelope's the bourbon no, and no. the whiskey. The well, then, all right. So uh, Loretta, that's her name. Loretta. Loretta? I work, no, I it's not Loretta. No, Loretta yeah. works. Or Beatrice next door. <laughs> he tries to impress her. And this one was hidden. <laughs> This one was hidden okay. just far enough back there. See, I thought it would go really well with what we had. See, here's the problem, Caleb. This is why we know you're lying, because I don't think that Beatrice is married. If she was married, you might be uh, telling the truth. Valid, valid point. You know, we love wait. giving Sam a hard time. We do. I, I did notice. It's just so easy. Like, at, at the birthday, he stood next to me, and he goes, all right. Like he goes, I see Jackie. I see Elizabeth. I see Chantel. I'm like, yeah, okay, you're calling off all these married women's names. He goes, who are their friends? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Tell let's, them, tell them real quick. Yeah, so tell us about this whiskey that we've got. It's our kind of this backup. Is, this is the Whiskey Witch 
Uh, this is a wheat mash, and you look, it's a 128 proof. It's a little higher on there. And after having this old oh. elk, which just had so much flavor, so much going on, I, I thought that this would be a great follow-up because where the cigar cut has a ton of flavor and hits you just right, this one's a little bit softer. And even for that high proof, like I, I thought this would be a great one to follow up with. And I mean, I think I did a good job. I don't know what y'all think, but I, I think it pairs well. Go ahead, Burley. I'll tell you what. When you say the other one had a lot of flavor, you're right. It was just a lot of stuff that I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> this right here is a great follow-up because it allows me to cleanse my palate now because this is... Now, really- see, here's the really funny part because you gave the last one a green, and I appreciate that. Yeah. This one, I get a lot of spearmint on this one. Like, I get a Don't lot of mess- mint on I'm this tell- one. I'm going to tell you like I told Sam... <laughs> I'm not going to use the explicit. (laughs) You're not going to be able to speak in English. It's okay. Just stop it because (laughs) when you boys start throwing those weird flavors out there, then I get it in my nose and it messes me up. You do get it in your nose. Yeah. Yeah. You you really do. Yeah. You you said what? You said. uh, It tastes like, I mean, I went to Caracrow High. You said menthol. (laughs) I went to Caracrow High. So at freshman orientation, they gave us all mentholated cigarettes. So (laughs) I got to try those. And that's exactly what this whiskey tastes like. No, I'm going to tell you all folks right now. The whiskey, which it's no, I don't get any of that mint or menthol or spearmint or any of any of that stuff. This is just this is it's unique. It's still very good. But it, it's good. It's it is still good. very good. I'm not going to say it's not good. That's just the flavor I get. Grant, what do you get off of this one while we go to the rest of Renegade? So wait, did y'all say it's softer, even at a higher proof? So, I, yes. I, so, yeah. I, I think I think it's thinner, yeah. right? I don't think it's as viscous. I don't think you get that almost oily that you got with the old elk that sits. It's cleaner, it's, I guess. So it's, right lighter. Yeah. it's cleaner. Yes. It's lighter. It is lighter. Yeah. Yes. I, get I agree. I don't get it enough to try and say Little Italy like uh, Sam. Oh, but you can actually say Little Italy instead of as Sam. I said over here in practice for like five minutes before I let let that one go. All right. So last couple of topics. This has been a really fun week, and we're going to close this out with two fun topics. So there is a video out there of two criminals on a motorcycle that very recently attempted to rob a woman in a car. And I believe it was Argentina. It was either Argentina or Brazil where this video was taken. But it is absolutely worth the five-second watch. So, Caleb, I'm going to give a brief description of what the attempt was. And if you can then help explain for our listeners the way that they should think through this situation, perhaps that helps because this is what, this is literally what you teach. So, what happened was the car pulls up to a stop sign and a motorcycle very quickly pulls up alongside it and stops very abruptly. Now, it's hard to see, but there are apparently two people on the motorcycle. One person on the motorcycle, apparently produces a pistol and points it at the car. From here on, I'm going to let you fill out what happened to the rest of this scenario. Well, and just so you know, uh, in a lot of other countries, when you leave the United States, when you go to Mexico, uh, Thailand, uh, Brazil, um, anywhere in that Southern America, and then you start going over to Asia. Bangkok? This is is very common. Yeah, Bangkok. Okay. This is very common, right? There's two people on a bike because one of them is – there to ride the bike. He's the driver. The other one is there to, to carjack you or rob you. And they're going to take whatever they can from you and or your vehicle. That's why there's two people on that bike. So one of the things I tell people is the only thing faster than reaction is action. Action, right? So pay attention to your surroundings. Understand what's going on. 
the person in this white, it was a... Uh, oh, it looked like a Ford Fiesta. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a little small. hatchback. It right? <laughs> you know, and they're sitting there, the passenger on the bike pulls out a handgun, and then they immediately thought, paper rock car, <laughs> right? Because an accelerator works way faster than trying to draw your firearm if you have a firearm on you. So wait a minute, Ford Fiestas can go... Is that in the road? Let yeah. me back up and check. Yeah. That is in the road. Let me go over it again. And that was the beauty of it is this person, they're going to stop their bike because they want to get into your car. They want to get your stuff. So they're going to stop. Well, last time I checked, no matter what kind of bike you ride, a compact car weighs way more than a bike. And this driver just smoked them. And there's just, there's just enough clearance under the front of the car to go right over. So wait a minute. You're telling me a human being can fit underneath the front of a Ford Fiesta? In, in the video, most definitely. Two of them can. <laughs> At the same time. Yeah. And, and look, this is, it's very common. But you need to realize that there are more ways out of a, of a circumstance than you're realizing. And that oftentimes, it's already in drive. Just give it gas. Give so it wait gas. a minute. Ford Fiesta translates to Ford Partey and then <laughs> it got partied oh, yeah. all the way over the curb, right? They, I mean, this, I'm going to say a she. It could have been a he. I don't know. The driver... It was still in drive. They gassed it, went right over him, wedged him against the curb. I mean, bike, I don't know where the bike went. Car went right over them. The front, driver's side front tire was on top of them and the curb, and then the rear, the driver's side rear tire was on top of the other assailant. And please make no mistake, so, we are not celebrating death, harm, any of that. That is not what we're doing. What we are doing, though, is advocating for you. If you're in your car, you're a law-abiding citizen, and somebody attempts to harm you, to take from you by force, by weapon, by violence, and you being able to get your way out of it. That's what we're celebrating here. Self-preservation. Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. Absolutely. But look, they dealt the play. Well, correct. What happens after the fact, deal with the circumstances. They dealt the play. Someone handled it. I believe there are four Can't letters. I feel bad for you. I believe there are four letters, and you have to go to a certain amount of... F around to then figure out, right? And it is proportionate. The more you F around, the more you figure out what's going to happen. One of the best graphs ever made. <laughs> yes. When I, when I saw the video. Out, not figure out, find right. out. When I yes. saw the video, I really thought I was going to hear that song. It's like, dumb ways to die. <laughs> like, that's what I expected. It. Well, again, you know? we were talking about social Darwinism, oh, yeah. right? There are what's called the Darwin Awards, and this may... This might be one of the nominees. You know what? I hereby nominate this video for potentially, as sad as this may sound, because we try to stay Christian and Catholic, but this could be a Darwin Award. Second. Well, and, and look, Jesus said, sell your cloak and buy a sword. He didn't, even though we're supposed to love one another, love is the greatest commandment, and we love one another. People out there exist for bad things. And there are people that just want to hurt you, just want to cause you harm. And it is okay for karma to sort that out because they made that decision. The person who was in this car, their decision was, look, I'm driving home. Correct. I am minding my own business. And they just happened to remember where the throttle was. And I'm very grateful they did that. And, and there's that old saying, some men just want to watch the world burn. You know, sometimes when you want to watch the world burn, you realize that you ended up coating yourself in gasoline when you light the match. And it appears that that's what happened in this situation, because to your point, the person driving the car, no matter what happens to the guys on the motorcycle, the people in the car are the victims. Because trust me, whether they make it out alive or not, they're going to be scarred by this for the rest of their lives. I can't speak to that, thank God. But I know people who can.
But that's the thing. They weren't the victims in this case. Well, they still They are. didn't allow they themselves are. to become the victims. They were intended victims. Well, they still... They turned the tables. They became the victor in but this I'm, situation. I'm going to argue they still will be because they're going to have to live because they didn't have the intent to harm, to hurt. They're going to have to live right. with that in their psyche for the rest of their lives that they might have taken the lives of somebody else, even though, even though that was never their intent from the get-go, they got put in a bad situation, had to make a decision. And look, it is good that they are there with their loved ones. And I don't even think okay, they wait, were, wait, wait, I don't wait, even think out. they were thinking kill or be killed. They were just thinking, oh get my out. God, this guy's, this guy's scaring me. I'm, I'm going to give it the gas. No, I got to disagree. When they go home Saturday night and they're drinking the old elk and they're sitting down on the couch, <laughs> they're going to look at their buddies and go, you know what? They tried, but they failed. So, so let me, let me, let me reference this to someone who has maybe been in situations where something like that has happened. Does it matter in the heat of battle combat, any situation where you end up with that on your life? whether they started it or not, or does it just eat at you regardless of what happens because you know what ended up happening? It depends on the person, and it depends on their level of mental preparedness. Okay. Because if you're not mentally prepared for the worst, then no matter what, the worst will happen to you. You must be prepared to be the victor at all costs. We want you to be the victor at all costs. Come back on the final segment of this week's episode of Implicit Bias. Men want to look like men. That means when it's time for a fresh cut, men go where men go. All-American Barbering. Licensed barber Nick Duplishan and the staff at All-American Barbering do it right. From old school haircuts to straight razor shaves to beard trim and shaping, even boys look like men after a cut from All-American Barbering. A veteran-owned business, All-American Barbering is located in Broussard at 807 Albertsons Parkway, Suite B. Schedule your appointment to look like a man at their website, allamericanbarbering.com. Remember, men, when you want to look like a man, go to Broussard. Go to All-American Barbering. Want the secret to the best old-fashioned? It's Ciro. Ciro de Saison old-fashioned cocktail mixer is small batch and handcrafted by the Saison family in South Louisiana. With notes of vanilla bean, toasted molasses, and pure cane sugar, Ciro de Saison complements your favorite bourbon or rye without overpowering. Look for Ciro de Saison wherever you buy your favorite whiskey. When you want an old-fashioned cocktail made uniquely your way, the choice is clear. Ciro with a P. Ciro de Saison. Experience Acadiana's most exclusive steakhouse, Mr. Lester's at Cypress Bayou. Make your reservation today. Space is limited. Back to Cypress Take Highway 90 to the Baldwin exit. Ever think about firearm safety? Are you new to shooting? Don't know how to get started? Here's Caleb with the Rustic Renegade. I love new shooters because they don't have any bad habits yet. So you get somebody who hasn't been around, it hasn't been around firearms, or hasn't done a lot of shooting. We can sit down in a very safe environment where there's no live ammunition, no risk of any residuals, and train them the right way before they actually get on a range and go and do some live fire. Why don't you come in, have a cup of coffee with us? The Rustic Renegade. At therusticrenegade.com. To protect and preserve, call Tree Guardian, a veteran owned business with over 30 years of arborist experience. The owner, Jacob Gidry, can handle any job anywhere, understanding when it's time to trim or when it's time to remove. Tree Guardian can help you in any situation. Licensed and insured, Tree Guardian offers emergency services and free consultation. Protect and preserve the trees on your property. Call Tree Guardian at 337 852 4880. 
or find them at TreeGuardianUSA.com. Drink Kacheri's Coffee, the official coffee of implicit bias. Available at La Creperie on Collie's Saloon, at the Rustic Renegade, Automotive Gear on Judson Walsh and Opelousas, and the Chill House, the dessert destination in Maurice. Kacheri's Coffee, the official coffee of implicit bias. Do you want to look your best for any special occasion? Go to Miller's Formals. Under new ownership, Miller's will help you pick out the latest tuxedos and the latest styles for the wedding, Mardi Gras occasion, prom, or a special night out with your special someone. With the current styles in stock and on hand, Miller's Formals experienced staff can fit you and do same-day alterations. 3263 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. New ownership, new culture, new styles. Miller's Formals. Look your best. Call 337-983-2266. Dress yourself. Miller's Formals. Never lump there, you idiot. Who throws a shoe? Honestly. We're just so tough on Sam. His job is so difficult. He's over there complaining in the corner about, oh, I have to drink whiskey and I have to eat snacks from the snack master at Ami Grocery here in downtown Lafayette, where we record implicit bias, which is the this is the final segment of hour two. In hour two, we are brought to you by Tree Guardian www.treeguardianusa.com, 337-852-4880, veteran-owned and operated emergency services available. Give them a shout for all of your arborist needs. Sam apparently doesn't need any because his job is so difficult in the corner. Podcast producers are the backbone of this nation. (laughs) (laughs) You don't really believe that, do you? Where's our holiday, Kavad? Well, you know, to be fair, we apparently do have a day of recognition for everybody. Go ahead, Caleb. It's, it's on 420. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I went to you quickly on that one. Well played. All right. So first of all, let's kind of wrap up this week. We have had a fantastic time talking about, you know, as much as I'd say it, how poor we are. Not just here in the Top Secret Podcast there, but spiritually as human beings, where it all comes from. But we have enjoyed an embarrassment of riches here on implicit bias in the last week with implicit birthday an absolutely fantastic time. I, I can't begin to name every single distributor who showed up because I would leave someone out. But what I will tell you is the weekly whiskeys that we are going to have here moving forward are going to come from the entry level ticket to implicit birthday. We're going to have a lot of them coming up. We had one here with Old Elk. We've got more Old Elk coming, which is absolutely fantastic. But at Implicit Birthday, we got to have conversations. We got to sit around. We got to do what this show is really all about, which is sip whiskey with great people and solve the problems of the world. We had a little more than two hours to do it. We had a, an absolutely ridiculous Implicit Birthday cake from Gambino's. Literally, it was a a bourbon barrel, like a full bourbon barrel, not like 55 gallon size, probably 10 gallon size, but it actually poured whiskey and it was cake. It was a whiskey cake. It was cake with whiskey. It was fantastic. We had an awesome time and we thank you for being there to support it. Burley, I know you wanted to chime in something real specific here. I I did just just because you were asking, what did you guys think about it earlier when we were off air? But one of the things that I don't think we realize is that we have fans, I guess, and I hate to say that because we're we're not celebrity. But no, no, Burley, Burley, we have fans. You don't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, yeah, no, well, really, you, I'm, you know, I'm with I've, you. We I'm, look. I've I been it. recognized by my voice in an ice cream shop and on the street a couple of times. But 
one of the most memorable things from Saturday evening was, of course, just to be able to visit with the listeners, the people who are, are regularly here. And one of them in particular, I want to mention specifically because uh, he and I hit it off pretty well. His name's Justin Stewart, and he talked about his son, Parker. And he says that Parker loves the show. He listens to it independently sometimes of his dad and even calls him out because he hadn't heard it yet. Yeah. So I want to say I want to say a special hello to Parker because he mentioned my name. And I thought that was pretty flattering considering I'm just a, a regular Joe who gets to participate in this thing. But just to be able to visit with everybody on Saturday evening and and share a libation and visit and talk about just stuff, like regular stuff. It was it was pretty amazing. And it was a great, it was a great moment and a, a great attestation to what it is that we do and that you do specifically, Kavan with this show. And I just want to, I want to say again, thank you for putting this together, having me included in it. And uh, I know we all enjoy it. So this, this real quick, real quick, this is all a, we thing. This doesn't work without we, and to your point for the people who supported the show to come out to implicit birthday, to show up, to help us support some charitable causes that, that we believe in Acadiana veterans Alliance, Evangeline council, boy scouts, that's humbling. And, And at the end of the day, I look up every, every opportunity I have, and I just thank God that I have the opportunity to sit here and sip whiskey weekly with people that I consider brothers and friends and sisters and friends with, with females that come on the show regularly and have people, you guys still listen. So thank you. Appreciate it greatly. Grant, you wanted to chime in as I catch you with a mouthful of no, something. L- let's do you better say attestation hey, in your answer. Hey, <laughs> hey, Burley, let's do a little cheers to Parker. Absolutely. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers to Parker, Parker, Parker. Parker and Justin. Thank you, Parker. So there, there are some things that we do hold near and dear, and, and perhaps one of them is the work hard, play hard, have fun, um, and have thick skin on this show. So it's going to happen, Caleb. I can't tell you whose business it's going to happen at. It might be yours. It might be the top secret podcast layer. Who knows? But it's going to happen. I mean, we've talked about the, the chirp. There's actually a, a three-year chirp, like a single watch battery will continue to chirp for three years, and it's so it's a randomized chirp. Like, so practical jokes are something we've always wanted to do on this show. I mean, we did buy Sam a candle that smelled, to, to be honest, like swamp ass, yeah. that, that said... He didn't even... He, didn't notice. My, he can turn my mic on, thank <laughs> yeah. you. He didn't even He's, notice. He's like, that just smells like my cologne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so th- th- we, we did that. I that was fun. <laughs> you yeah. don't wear deodorant either. We don't talk about that that's, a whole bunch. That's so. why it smelled like it. The other one that we are looking at um, as a potential fantastic joke is toilet paper that does not tear. Now, here's the, here's the, the, the sad part about this. Here, here's the rub. <laughs> yes, <laughs> here's the rub. And it's exactly that, is whether it tears or not, it might still rub. And if it doesn't tear, that means that it rubs and it stays on the roll. It, that, so my concern is what if somebody rewinds? That's my concern. Like, look, if you're in that point in time, right, if you're sitting there and you're like, look, well, it's do I cut my underwear, <laughs> lose a sock? Do I try and find a paper towel? Yeah, it's like, how, how do I make this happen? And look, maybe y'all haven't been there, but I've always I've been before. I'm like, underwear or sock? What do we got going on? <laughs> and at this point in time, I'm like, well, I'll hit rewind. Yeah, you know, it's one of those where, and I, I've, 
I've been in restrooms before where they have actually had signs that said, do not flush toilet paper, put in trash can. And that is not, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not what you want to see, right? It is a worst case scenario when you end up in that restroom. I'm just saying, it is a worst case scenario. So can you imagine how bad it might get when you are trying to play a practical joke on someone by putting toilet paper that will not tear in their restroom and replacing the roll only to have it backfire? And look, this, this should be a testament. That was nice. This should be a testament of why we all carry pocket knives, first and foremost. Yes. Because like that, that's a real quick yes. option. By the way, if you're looking but for like, a knife, you can find one at the Rustic Renegade, 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway. Like I was surprised when I was reading about it. I'm like, I wonder if anyone's ever tried to use their teeth. You know, like, would you, oh, oh, would that, you bite that's, it? That's it's still clean. I don't even it's still clean, think about. technically, but, you know, maybe the air, the spray, I don't know. Like, what do, what do you do? I'd go for a pocket knife, but not everyone. Not everybody has a pocket knife. Burley? Does, does it say what it's made out of? Is it like Kevlar or something? What, what, <laughs> okay. Because so, I, I, I read it, I saw it, but I, I, I didn't read that. So I, I've got to actually look at this because I'm not exactly sure of what they make toilet paper that does not it's, tear. It's got to be like, you know, someone picks it up and you, I, I would think you real, you know, really quickly, like, Ooh, that's, that's like four ply, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Like, Immediately. You probably think, Oh, they sprang for yeah. the good stuff. Yeah. They, <laughs> they did really good. This is linen. You know, like you think you're about to get the, like the gold, the red carpet you're about to get. And then no, it's not the red carpet, not <laughs> even the white carpet. You're going to get the red. Uh, okay so let's as as a marsh kayak fisherman i have to say go with the sock (laughs) i'm I'm happy you were thinking about that it gets you two it gets you (laughs) no tear funny prank toilet paper impossible to rip fake novelty stuff for adults and kids gag non-rip toilet paper i think there's a dual there's a double entendre on gag there right hilarious and shocking joke that will have your friends and family in stitches. They'll probably put you in stitches is what I'm thinking. What, what's bad is like, it depends on your kid too, right? Because if your kid falls prey to this, like mine would just shove the whole thing in the toilet. I'm like, oh, you're hiring a plumber. You know? <laughs> what, what happened to the day when you like had a party at somebody's house and you brought saran wrap and you just covered the bowl but put the seat down with saran wrap and turned the lights down low so they couldn't see? That was just easy. You, that this... Was- you it's went, bad. Like, I really thought you were going to go with an upper decker. That's no, what I thought no, you were going No, no, we are not. <laughs> I love the upper decker. <laughs> if, if there's ever a prank to beat all pranks, it's the upper decker. Trust me. Oh, my goodness. So somebody out there is going to Google the upper decker. Just be, car- be cautious about what you're going to get because that uh, that's it's not pretty. Sa- Sam, you look confused. <laughs> I'm not confused. I'm grossed out. Man. I'm disgusted. <laughs> I thought we were friends, bro. I'm, I'm looking it's down the at gift, you. It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. Uh. So, okay, so we've, we've looked at some practical jokes, and, and it's time for us now to re-engage in the sophomoric humor that has made implicit bias what it is. Okay. So I, I've got some things out there. Just know that if you hear an indelible chirp in your business that won't go away for three years, it was probably implicit bias. If someone screams from your bathroom in your business that the toilet paper doesn't work, it was probably implicit bias. If someone gets horrifically upset about the sheet storm that is shooting spitballs at them across the room, it was probably implicit bias. Uh Oh, Caleb, what are you what are you looking up? All of a sudden it dawned on me. I'm like, I wonder if somebody makes like Pop Rocks that are sugar packets for your coffee. 
Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Or yeah. just something that made your coffee foam like when you yeah, drop baking up. soda into vinegar like yeah. a volcano. Yeah, I, that would be. I know someone who bought uh, sugar packets that were full of salt and they left them at a restaurant like that before. It was, it was pretty. Yeah. yeah. There, <laughs> look, there, there, are, there are certain people here that, you know, they just, they're like, man, I hate my friends because this is what we do to each other. And we thoroughly enjoy this. We hope you have thoroughly enjoyed this week's episode of Implicit Bias. Don't forget, if you want to win that bottle of barrel product, gold label, Kentucky straight, bourbon whiskey, cask strength, courtesy of Mr. Lester's, find our Facebook page. The post is pinned at the top. Share the post. Follow the page. Follow the podcast. We're going to select a winner on Saturday, August 12th. 6, 7 p.m. It'll be a live stream on Facebook. But subscribe to everything. Enjoy your implicit bias. Have a great week. And we'll be back in about seven days. Have a great week. Implicit Bias is produced by and copyright of Pipe Dream Entertainment, LLC. This program has been paid for by Pipe Dream Entertainment. You're listening to News Talk 96.5 KPEL Brobridge Lafayette a Town Square media station.